Hi, everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, and for many years I did live radio. Then I transitioned to the podcast world where I feel I found my home. I love talking about spiritual formation, justice issues, and spiritual practices. Throw in the Enneagram, movies, and current events from time to time, and that's what you get on the podcast. I'm glad you've come along for the ride. Welcome to Faith Conversations. Welcome to Faith Conversations, everyone. Anita Lustria here, your faithful host, and I'm excited to welcome back to the podcast my husband, Mike Murphy. Um, some of you have been wondering, where on earth is Mike? <laughs> well, he is here, and uh, he's still putting up with me. So Mike Murphy, former pastor, former Young Life area director, former all kinds of stuff, and now a super active spiritual director and uh, race conversations leader, task force leader. Welcome to Faith Conversations once again. It's great to be back. <laughs> well, it's good to have you. And I thought, what, I mean, who would I more want to have on the podcast, the very first one of a new year than you? Because you and I kind of talk and, and think about what's, you know, transpiring in a new year. Yeah. Um, leading up to it, you know, we uh, converse over the course of any given day and been chit chatting about it. And, and then you, of course, a regular writer of your Friday column on Facebook, the Friday rumblings, you put together a new year rumbling. I recognize not everyone downloads yeah. the podcast and listens right away, but Hey, stuff we're talking about is for new beginnings, no matter when. <laughs> Right. right. It could be it could be March. It could be August for somebody. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I thought a good place for us to begin um, was, you know, with a happy new year to everyone that is listening right away here in January yeah. 2022. So we'll say that. Yes. Uh, and then I thought it would be good for us to begin with um, your rumbling, which was a single rumble. Normally there are 10 that right. you post every Friday, but this was a, you know, kind of a special deal and a single rumbling. And I thought it'd be good to start with that. So I'll let you launch in and, and uh, maybe read that and we can discuss it. Yeah. You know, every year, I, I think uh, when it comes to uh, this, this particular time of year, Christmas, new year, new beginnings, the end of something, uh, the end of something, I, I, I feel compelled to just sit down and think a little bit bit about that, which is not a bad thing to do periodically anyway, right? For sure. Yes. And and so uh, I, I think there was three things that really struck me this year, right? Uh, and I think the, uh, listeners need to know Christmas is not my favorite time of the year. Mm. For some reason, I get more anxious over Christmas than anything else. I think it goes back to some childhood memories, all kinds of things. But over time, I've learned to put myself in the moment in different kinds of ways. And you and I, since we have uh, been married, uh, it, it's really actually fairly recently that we have three uh, Christmas traditions. Do you know what they are? Well, and I'll say fairly recently, one of them is at least five years old. And the other one is, I think, older than that, certainly. Yeah. Um, three. So I, I can, I definitely can think of two of them. One we watch for the last five years, we have watched 
the sound of music um, during Christmas week um, for longer than five years. um, Because this is the 20th anniversary of um, the making of the first movie of this trilogy. So for longer than five years, we have watched the Lord of the Rings over the course of Christmas week. Yes. And, and, and the extended version. Yeah, the, that's right. The extended <laughs> version, which what's that? 2000 hours. So and I can't think of what the third one is. Remind me. Well, we, we go oh, to a yes. Christmas Eve Eve service at Siesta Key Beach. We're in Sarasota and yes. Northerners, I find in the winter when you mention beach and service. <laughs> I get a little angry, but that's what I think. So sorry. Right. So that is probably the newest one because we've been doing that just four years because our first year here, we missed it. We weren't going to our, the church yet where we currently right. are. So, yeah. so anyway, those things can, kind of came together this year in kind of a mashup for me. Not kind of, it really was, it just came together and, and I began to think about some things that brought them all together and it was a reflection really on what the past year has been all about but it looked to the future also so that was pretty interesting yeah well say more about that um you know and you can feel free to to read any of your rumbling it doesn't matter um i have it here in front of me but i say a little bit more about that i know as we and i maybe i'll launch in as we watch the sound of music i think it was really fascinating um you know Go ahead. Well, it should be said, Anita, that, that we love the sound of music just because Rogers and Hammerstein, who wrote the score for it. Oh, yeah. Pretty amazing. Brilliant. Just brilliant. And I'm convinced that Julie Andrews, <laughs> when she sings, heaven opens up. <laughs> she has the voice of an angel, for yeah. sure. Right? So, yeah. Sure. And, and so um, all that to say that just from the standpoint of the music, I mean, I can sing word for word, every single song in the sound of music. And probably a lot of you can too. It actually just a little point of history was the very first movie that I saw in a theater. I was five the year that it came out. And so that was kind of exciting. It was a exciting event in my life and the life of my family. So that was kind of fun. Um, I I watched it. I have to say this because anyone listening, um, I watched it in, a theater in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. Oh, fun. King of Prussia. Yeah. In a historical area close to Valley Forge outside Philadelphia. Anyway, so that's where that was. And of course, if you know anything about the sound of music, you know that the backdrop is that of uh, the the beginnings uh, of World War II. Yes. Yeah. Hitler had his eyes on Austria. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, when he put his gaze upon it, uh, Austria fell very quickly uh, mm-hmm. without any real warfare at all. It just kind of caved in and it became mm-hmm. his. And that's the backdrop of, of, of the movie. This is 1930s. And I think this year, more than any other year, it, that backdrop just hit home to me. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying uh, to you right at the beginning of the movie, we're introduced to a character called Rolf. And Rolf is a telegram messenger, and he, he has he is in the process of becoming a Nazi sympathizer. Mm-hmm. And when I saw him this time on the screen, 
I said, Anita, he's a proud boy. Mm. And that, and you said, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I'm like, Oh yeah, I get that. Wow. And, and of, of course, course anybody, if you don't know what the proud boys are, proud boys were very instrumental in the attack, uh, the deadly attack on our capital on January 6th of last year. And I, I think it bears mentioning deeply rooted in the soil of white supremacy. Yes, yes, <laughs> deeply rooted in that, uh, as were the Nazis. You were exactly, yeah. Yeah. And so <clears throat> in the film, uh, the Von Trapp family, as we know, uh, it's a fictionalized account of, of, a, of a, a true, true story. story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They get to escape to Switzerland in the dead of night. Some nuns sinned and helped them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to get there, uh, but I couldn't have, help but think that uh, as the Van Trapps escaped in real life, in real history, uh, the nuns that helped them, uh, the uh, the people that were in the audience at the Salzburg Music Festival, the the entertainers at that festival, the contestants, uh, they didn't get to escape. Yeah, yeah. And they had right. to live mm-hmm. under the tyranny, tyranny of mm-hmm. Nazism. And it just struck me of how awful thing that had to be. Mm. I mean, I know that. I know that. We know the legacy of the Nazi regime. Right. It just wasn't good. But I was just struck by that. But I was also struck by the fact that we, we cheer kind of in our hearts at the Von Trapps escaped but not everybody did it was a very melancholy moment for me this year yeah i totally get that and so from that experience let's move over to the lord of the rings which yeah so so tell about this and what what really struck you here if if there's anybody listening that doesn't know about lord of the rings oh please read it and, and, and then watch the movie. Watch the movie. I think it's just brilliant uh, storytelling. But anyway, it, the, the gist of the story is that a small fellowship of two men, a wizard, four hobbits, a dwarf, and an elf, <laughs> you know, set off to thwart the ambitions of the Dark Lord Sauron, who is intent on violently seizing all of Middle Earth. And Bilbo Bog- Baggins and his friends. Frodo Baggins are in a perilous track to hurl the one ring that binds them all into the fires of Mordor. And uh, as as I was watching this time, I did a little research on my iPad more about Tolkien. Tolkien had had fought in World War I. Hmm. Uh, He he wrote a good chunk of the trilogy during World War II. Ah. He, he was a devout he was a devout person of faith he was in a small group with c.s lewis yeah mm. you know they were called the inklings and they used to go to a pub drink beer and smoke pipe, pipe their pipes which <laughs> i think is fascinating in himself and would get themselves kicked out of some very very conservative churches <laughs> today <laughs> probably that's funny uh. but anyway the result of, of all this is a rousingly well-told tale of good folks standing up for what's true and noble 
and it, it's filled with reminders all the way through the uh, movie. If they don't succeed in getting mm-hmm. rid of this one ring that binds them all, Middle Earth is doomed. Mm-hmm. And so the parallels between Middle Earth and what was happening in Nazi Germany just kind of collided in my head and my heart. And it got me thinking a lot about the times that we're living in ourselves because we are living not in the best of times. Mm. I mean, there are people all over the, all over the world that are kind of prancing around, strutting their stuff, a lot of wannabe, you know, dictators doing, doing their thing. Mm. And, and what do we do with that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is the reality that we're living in today. And not the least of which is just dark, sad grief filled times because um you know we're still in the midst of a pandemic we've seen um some hopeful space emerge all just in time for another surge to happen again with a new variant and you know so we're also you overlay that on top of everything right oh yes yeah, because we know, I mean, it, it just it just a casual viewer, reader knows that there seems to be a determined effort mm-hmm. by some even in our country to re- redefine the meaning and practice of democracy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we've seen a news network that just has, has done everything they can to, uh, you know, spread lies. Uh, Embrace wackadoodle conspiracy theories and all these kind of things. We've even seen prominent pastors kind of selling their soul for a White mm-hmm. House meet and greet or a shout out at a rally. We can't even agree. And this is the one that gets to me. We can't even agree about saving each other's lives because we can't accept the fact that the vaccines are meant to help us, not to hurt us. Mm-hmm. And 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 so. All this creates an environment in our world when I'm thinking pessimistically. Mm-hmm. Or, no, I'm not going to say pessimistically, realistically, that says this feels a little bit like Middle Earth and mm-hmm. what it might fe- felt like in Austria before the Nazis invaded it. And I know some people will just go, You're crazy, Mike. We're not even close to that. I'm not saying how close we are or whatnot. It just reminds me of that. And usually when something reminds me of something, I feel God saying, why don't you pay attention to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, even as we um, had those three things that have become kind of a tradition for us, the backdrop to all of that was also the celebration of Christmas, the celebration of a savior being born in Bethlehem, who is Christ the Lord. Yes. That's yes. not a small thing to overlay onto the story, is it? <laughs> no, no, because th- that that beach service was to pick me up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I needed, or I knew I was going to need, because yeah. I don't think we had started watching Lord of the Rings quite yet. Quite mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. And, and really, what I love what Eugene Peterson writes in the prologue of, of the Gospel of John. He says, the word, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus, you know, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Yeah. And, and so there, there are some theologians that really argue that the incarnation 
is the main deal in scripture. Hey, <laughs> I'm right there with them. I'll argue that. <laughs> yeah, more, more, more than the resurrection. And it's not that they're negating the no. power and wonder of the resurrection. But that that move of God mm. changed everything. Heaven had shifted gears. God stooped low. He raised us up high. He reminded us of his love for us in a dramatic way. Uh, he, he, he called us by his divine love into to being his people on this earth. Uh, I, and I just needed to hear all that again. I needed the miracle of Christmas to speak to my heart, because in all honesty, as I read, as I watch, as I write, as I ponder certain things, my heart's been broken a lot of times in the past few years by things outside uh, my control. Mm -hmm. You know, as I look at our country, our world, as I think of 800,000 people who have died many of them needlessly and my heart my heart had just been trampled on so many times so i needed that proclamation the lord has come mm -hmm. he is with you he makes all things new yeah wow yeah and it and then it re invited me i think to embrace the real kingdom of god that there you know that that is available to all of us in the real kingdom of god is a righteous act a divine assignment for me it's yeah. a, in the real kingdom of god we're told no uncertain terms our task is to love extravagantly to embrace beauty to seek peace to infuse others with hope to bring joy to people simply by being joyous ourselves and and to stand in the way of all this hatred that wants to stop us all in the tracks, and stop us all in its tracks, mm -hmm. in our tracks, actually. Mm -hmm. And so it's a reminder that, that God has something for me in this. And, and I think as we go into 2022, you know, I, all of us need to look at our role in today's world no matter what it is, because there's nothing that's inconsequential, but to look at our role in this world with the degree of gravitas that maybe we haven't looked at it before. You know, and because we are in a mess. If we didn't get in there over overnight, it took some time. And to get out of that mess isn't going to happen one, two, three. It's going to be a long obedience in the same direction by people that are faithful to God. And, you know, um, as I look ahead to 2022, I, honestly, one of the things, huge thing that I take away from um, the Lord of the Rings is that that scene that, you know, here's the, the tiniest of all little Frodo ba Baggins yeah. who goes carrying this ring, but he doesn't do it alone. It's that picture of how we need community. We're created for community. Scripture tells us that the Trinity models that for us. Um, we are created for community. Frodo did not trek out alone. He trekked out with a select, not a boatload of people, just a select group of friends who said yes to walking with him and watching his back. And that's what we need in our own lives as we move into it to a new season.
That's right. And only one remained with him to the end because the journey had taken everybody into a little bit different path. But, but they were all looking in the same direction. Absolutely. We cannot let evil overcome us. Uh, there's something good right before us that we can have access to. And that just thrills me to no end. Mm. And I love, I, and I love, because you're, you're, you're somebody that likes the idea of pilgrimage. Yes. A lot. Uh, and your goal is to go to Spain. In One of these years, I would, I would love to walk part, part of the Camino de Santiago. <laughs> All you need is two new knees <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, to, to do that. Uh, and so, but we, we're, you're going to need companions on that journey. Mm-hmm. And I don't think my legs can do it. So you're already looking for people. <laughs> who can who can I go with? There you go. There you go. <laughs> Whose car can I ride in? <laughs> <laughs> who can I walk next to? No, I'll be walking. <laughs> well, it's, and it's, uh, well, and I was just going to say, Mike. Um, one of the things that I mentioned right at the outset of this podcast was a reminder to people that you're a spiritual director. And that I'm a spiritual director as well. And one of the things that you put together um, was uh, um, a lovely New Year reflection. Uh, it, it's the kind of thing you can reflect on anytime, but I really appreciated this. And um, certainly it's good for anyone who is has a reflective personality, isn't just a reactor to life, but one that wants to reflect on what's going on around them. And um, you pose a variety of questions. And I thought it might be interesting for us to at least mention a few of those questions here. If you, you know, have a pen or paper, and actually, you know what, I can, I can post this document in the show notes, these questions. Okay. So um, folks could, could download that. But uh, I think, yeah, I think it would be helpful to talk about a few of these questions or to elevate them that people, for people that might want to reflect on them. Yes. And when they reflect on them, I hope, I hope mo- most people could even reflect on them with another person. With someone. Yes. Preach. You yeah. preach that all day. Yeah. You know, we're both spiritual directors. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think more people could use a spiritual, a spiritual mm-hmm. director, which is really a spiritual friend yes. or companion. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think all of these questions kind of are, are based in one scripture passage, and that's remember when when uh, Bar- blind Bart- Bartimaeus was on mm. the side of the road. Oh yeah, and, and and blind. I mean, pretty obvious that he's blind. Yeah. And Jesus Jesus said to him, "What what, what is you what do you want?" Yeah. <laughs> which, what do you want I me think, to do for you? And I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah. he needed his sight restored. You know. <laughs> Right, but could but, there have been something else? Yes. Could he, have, could he have said, you know, Jesus, I've learned how to navigate without sight. It's a little bit of pain, but this is what I need you to do to me. Yeah. In I, the I, deep I, recesses I, of my heart. Yes. I, I need you to heal. I need you to heal my heart. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a great the question that Jesus asked. What is it that you want me to do for you? It, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, um, Jesus wasn't trying to read his mind. Right. You know, he was really interested. What exactly do you want me to do for you? Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the great questions that we need to ask. Okay, we're coming out of 2021, 2020, 
was not a picnic. <laughs> uh, this is going to be an interesting year as we're mm -hmm. going through it. God saying to each of us, okay, wh what is it that you want me to do for you? And I think the answer to that question is going to fill us with what it is that we need uh, to walk forward and not just walk forward and get through another year, but to walk forward with some degree of impact. <laughs> well, and so one of the questions on this list that I would like to highlight, um, because you've already alluded to the fact that we've been through a couple of rough years and not, not exactly sure what, to, what this one will look like. Um, we'd like it to look vastly different than the two that preceded it, but we're not so sure. And so I love your question, when your soul grows tired, how do you breathe life into it? Um, it's an inevitability that our soul will grow tired. And in these more difficult days, probably grows tired a, a little quicker than it might have in other years. And I think it's really important that we know um, how um, we breathe life into it. Yes. And, and the thing is, a lot of people don't know how or, or what they've been using to breathe life into their soul isn't working anymore. Yeah. And they don't have enough tools in their toolbox. And there's nothing wrong with saying, this isn't working for me anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I need to find something else. But oftentimes people don't know what to do, and that's where a spiritual director come, comes in and can be helpful to, you know, to them. Because otherwise, what people do is they go, well, I've been told all my life, just read my Bible more and pray harder. Okay, there's nothing wrong with either of those kind of things. But God might be saying, I want to speak to you in a different way. Because... Uh, You've grown up in a, a different kind of way right now. You have different kinds of needs. This is how I'd like to speak to you. And God Maybe. even might think science, do nothing, but sit in the silence before me. Yeah. Might, might be some new spiritual practices that could be introduced to you, you know, all kinds of things. Um, so I really like that particular question, um, sitting with that and figuring out what does breathe life into your soul. Um, what what other question, a couple more questions to highlight? Well, another one that I, I've always liked, uh, you and I have both been professional Christians. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for good or ill, right? <laughs> anyway, yeah. And uh, we can say a lot of things that sound really profound, but that perhaps aren't. <laughs> but I really, like, I really like the question, if a little child came up to you, Oof. you know and said well tell me about god what would you say yeah <laughs> what would you say all right mike it, i'd like you to answer that <laughs> well nita i'm counting on, on, on you <laughs> but but here's what the question does it, it yeah. beckons us to go back to a simpler version of our faith what is it that we really believe um you know, as you know, I often tell my directees, uh, give as much of yourself as you know today to as much as you know of God today. Which I think is 
you know, that's being, that's being in the presence of the presence of God. And, and, I, and I think that question about the, the little child and what would you say to him, if we have something going in around in our uh, spiritual life that's really esoteric, that's fine. It's there and God wants us to work with it. But in some ways, is there a shorthand version of what it is that we believe mm -hmm. that we can just grab onto? In mine, mine, mine is, a, is a short prayer and it's uh, Jesus hold me. I, I would tell a little child that Jesus really loves you. And when you need him, just ask him to hold you. Mm. And there's not a little child in the world that doesn't understand. Well, no, there are. There are too many kids that don't well, understand. Yeah. What's being held is all about. But 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 a shorthand version. Yeah. Because it, because it works with a child that's going to work with an adult. Yes. Yes. And and uh and of course, a lot of us would do uh, better by not saying anything uh, about God, but just living it out. <laughs> yes. In a way that's tangible. Yeah. And yeah, thank you for that. Um, I'm, I'm going to maybe just read a couple of other questions, um, not necessarily to, to answer, but just to give an idea of a couple of more that are on the list. Um, you know, do you have a history of derailing your success? Um, how do you celebrate success? Uh, is there a dream inside of you aching to become a reality? Who do you need to forgive? Who needs your forgiveness? What's God been saying to you in and through your life of prayer? And then maybe finally, what's giving you hope as you walk into 2022? Yeah. There are a lot of uh, good questions. Um, you know, just grabbing two or three of them and sitting with them would be a great exercise. It's a great, it's a great, uh, it's a great prayer ex exercise. Yeah. It's a great journaling exercise. Mm -hmm. It's a great conversational uh, exercise. Yes. Uh, and we can keep on coming back to those things. Mm -hmm. And when we, when, when we answer those questions, we are, we're talking to a real God who cares about us. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know what, I think a nice way for us to wrap up our time here on the podcast today might be for you to pray for us, for us, meaning the big us, whoever's listening to the sound of your voice here, um, as we maybe start fresh, whether it's the beginning of a new day or at the beginning of a new year. Well, Lord, uh, we do come, we come to you we have to come to you with open hands mm -hmm. lord that's there's so much that just cascades down upon us these days we long for a simplicity a simplicity of spirit a simplicity of even the answers to the questions we ask we get confused sometimes and yet in the incarnation you have said in no uncertain time terms i see you 
I see the people of earth. I've come for you. I'm here for you. I will always be here for you. And so Lord, that help us to cling to that as we move into the uncertainty of 2022. Mm. We don't know what's gonna happen, but one thing we're pretty clear about, you have said, I will never ever leave you and forsake us or forsake you. I will never leave you, I'll never forsake you. Lord, I just keep needing to remind myself of that, that you are there, you care, you see us, you want us to be in relationship with you. You're our biggest cheerleader. And so Lord, uh, we offer this next year to you. Uh, uh, help us to be the man, the woman that you desire us to be in the midst of it. Pray this all in your name and all God's people said. Amen. 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 And, you know, we've already mentioned it. We're not meant to walk this life journey alone. We're created for community. And with that in mind, you know, you can't, I mean, some of us do talk to ourselves, but you need a conversation partner. That's yeah. the best way to do it. And I always say at the end to keep the conversation going.